0: Play the fucking intro!
1: This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 340.
0: 340. Yes. Feels like a feels like an accomplishment.
1: <laughs> and
0: Uh, another interview. Yeah, we're gonna be interviewing uh, the boys from Split Image. I kind of set this up with them the last time they were here with with, uh, Slingshot, and I was like, yeah, you know what? I co-host a podcast, and we play a lot of music from underground bands, and we like to interview them, and you're not exempt to that rule, so... (laughs) We're going to have you on, we're going to interview you. Oh, okay, fuck yeah, we love to be interviewed and shit like that. So, so yeah, we got that coming uh, your way in, uh, well, T-minus 60 minutes, we'll say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thereabouts, so let's get into it so we can get to the interview. I'm going to run down my list of uh, upcoming tracks and are, you know, just released upcoming. Eric will do his, and then we'll get into some music. So, uh, I'm going to start on November 18th, The War Lovers released Chaos, Chaos, Chaos. Then on the 19th, Burning Flag released a split called Split Punk with Garrafa Social. Then on the 19th, Behind the Flag released self-titled Behind the Flag EP. Trashed again will be re- or they released rather Dead Man, which is a single. Last Wishes released Up in Smoke, which is a single. On the 20th, The Last Responders released All Bets Are Off, which is, sing- is a single from the upcoming release. The Savages and the You Know Who group is a re-release on vinyl. Roses Are Red, My Love, which is a split. Both those bands are, I think, from the 60s. But it's a re-release on vinyl that you can go get on Wap Records. Darko that. released What I Cannot Be, a single on Lockjaw Records. Then on the 22nd, No Turning Back released "Conquer," which is an EP on Triple B. Uh, the Hope Conspiracy releasing or released Confusion, Chaos, Misery on Deathwish. Then on the 23rd, Battle Flask released a new single called Trash My Pad. We'll be playing that on an upcoming episode. The Drowns released two new tracks called Just The Way She Goes. Uh, and the 1979 Trans-M on a 7-inch on Pirates Press on the 24th. Got a few releases on the 24th as well. Uh, Jody Faster and Corrupt Vision releasing a split 7-inch on TNS Records. Mad Caddy's putting out a new single called Palm Trees and Pines. And then Faz Waltz put out a new two-track from an upcoming full-length. Their two-track is Rave A Comin' and Jackal Hop. That's on Spaghetti Town Records. And that full-length will be coming early in 2024. Smooch put out A Force to be Rockin' With on Vonda Records. Rats, Rats, Rats put out Live, Live, Live on Rare Vitamin Records. (laughs) Spider put out a new single called Tabula Rasa, and we'll be playing that on an upcoming episode. Then on the 25th, Doka, D-O-K-A put out Hypnotized. A couple releases will be coming out on the 28th. No Time is putting out Suffer No Fool, which will be a 12-inch. Looking forward to that I'll, on Mendeku Discok in Europe, and then TKO Records in North America. Parka will be releasing demo on Mendeku Discok. The Seafloor Cinema will be releasing subtitled Seafloor Cinema on the first on Pure Noise Records. Animal Shit House is going to be releasing "Who Taught You to Hate" on Lockjaw Records. The Tones releasing "Friends and Friends" or sorry, "Friends and Fiends." I misread that. "Friends and Fiends"
0: on the first. <laughs> Friends and Friends. Yeah,
1: that would be weird. I thought, that seems redundant. And then I reread it and I thought, okay, that makes more sense. I just misread it. <laughs> friends
0: so... and Friends with Benefits. <laughs> <laughs> there
1: you go. That would be a good title. Uh, meantime release, releasing Living in the Meantime on Indecision Records on the first. Minor Threat releasing Out of Step Outtakes on Discord Records on the first. Hats and Caps releasing A Split with Eastside Dogs 12-inch. On the 1st, It Records putting out their Damnations on December 1st, uh, their December 2023 version of Damnations, which features several Christmas theme tracks. So if you haven't checked out Damn It Records and their Damnations uh, 10 tracks that they put out at the beginning of each month, I suggest you go over to their band camp and do so. For Family and Flag, Volume 2, which is a Pirates Press Records compilation, that'll be out on vinyl as well. as coming out on the 8th. Then a few releases that may be coming up. I didn't have the release dates at the time uh, of our recording this. Noise is going to be putting out something new, and actually the first unreleased Noise track in like three, four years is going to be on that uh, For Family and Flag, Volume 2. Then Moscow Death Brigade is going to be putting out Radio Hope. The Clench, who's from Glasgow and Edinburgh, The Clench, are going to be putting out Dead End Street, a mini LP on Common People Records. The Breed putting out Kingdom Dolores. 12 inch on Mendeku Discock, Skinsex will be releasing kids in Steinfeld. Or Steifel, not Stein, Steifel. film. Steifeln. There we go. Steifel. <laughs> yeah. Urban Elite should be putting out something new. Don't have the title of it yet. Backbreaker. I think I've had this on the list for a while. Reclaim the streets, so I don't know if that's in the near future or when, but I don't have the release date. Dead Rabbits putting out waves. The mistakes. Split 7-inch with UK subs. That could be coming out when we did a release or some playing, some stuff from The Mistakes back in, like, August, early September. I thought it was coming out sooner, but I haven't seen it out yet. And finally, Concrete Lead is putting out a split with Ultra Razia on Warthog Speak Records and Rebellion Records. Eric, what do you got?
0: I got a, uh, well, usually a relatively small list. (laughs) (laughs) But a busy list, nonetheless. At least per date. On the seventeenth, November seventeenth, Home Invasion put out their LP promo. Cancer Christ put out their their "God Hates Cops" single. Begin we'll to that in just a little bit. The Flatliners put out "Dead Decades" single. Rank and Vile put out their album Worship. Also, we'll be getting to that shortly. Uh, Service Weapon uh, SLC's Service Weapon put out their self titled single. Nice. Yep, Service Weapon by Service Weapon. <laughs> <Gonna> be- <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty fucking heavy. On the 20th, Last Wishes put up Up and Smoke, their single. Uh, Shipwreck AD released their self titled EP. And on the 22nd, Hope Conspiracy released Confusion, Chaos, Misery EP. And No Turning Back released their Conquer EP. On the 24th, The Bare Minimum released their first Christmas single, Swiss Chalet Christmas Dinner Alone. Nice. Don't know exactly what that means, but hey, I'm all for it. <laughs> And on the second, Monstrology from Salt Lake City is going to be releasing their first EP, Peril, Darkness, and Rot. Cool. And they're going to have an adjacent CD release show on that day with Sacreligion and uh, uh, some other band. I can't remember their their name, but I'll be plugging that later. Cool.
1: Well, uh, that's the new music coming out and what has come out recently. So we're going to get into some new music and get the train a-rollin'. 'Cause we got an interview to
0: get to. So Eric what do you got? Well I got the like I said, new music from Vile. I listened to that album they put out just a uh, it was just a month ago actually. Right, I think it. I think it was. Uh, I think
1: it was was November third.
0: November seventeenth. That's oh, right. Oh shit, I'm thinking yeah, of the wrong I release.
1: Sa- that was very soon. Very yeah, I said
0: it. I just. I just plugged it. What the hell is wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I talked about Rankin Vile a couple of times on this show. I talked about him on episode three ten when we were doing the episode with uh, Spencer and Tyler interviewing them about General Violence Conference. Right. And Rankin Vile was one of those bands that played. Uh, yeah, just to recap, Rank and Vile, they are a death grind band from Portland, and they came roaring onto the scene about 2018 with their first EP, Chameleon Bastard, and they really became a force to be reckoned with in 2019 after their full-length redistribution of the flesh, which I plugged on this show before, and I talked about uh, pretty extensively in that episode, but, but yeah, I digress. So yeah, death grind, kind of power violence, a little bit... of leaning a bit more in the death metal side of things particularly in the style of obituary death metal for hardcore kids mm-hmm. it's become quite a thing now <laughs> in the wake of uh, in the wake of bands like uh, gate creeper and frozen soul creeping death the likes of those guys they've been they've been doing a great job of blurring the line it's pretty awesome cool <laughs> anyway they got a yeah they got a new album that came out worship and and yeah, it's been doing pretty good after releasing their singles Church State on, t- on the 13th of October. And, and that's the song that opens the record. So that's pretty cool. And then their single Destitution, which came out on the 27th. Basically, this album, it's about what you expect from Rankin Files. chock full of crust, grind, thrash, and death metal, and hardcore. And kind of on point for these folks, it teeters, it teeters the fulcrum that balances metal and punk. Songs like Worship and Communion lean more into metal uh, territory, whereas Destitution and the cheekily titled Lobotomobile are, stra- <laughs> are straight nice. hardcore songs. That's awesome. Yeah, that song, is, that song is great. I'll be talking about that a little bit. Uh, and the ins- There's an instrumental interlude in there called Hexed, and it has low-tuned symphonic sounds that, could, uh, that would easily sound at home in an old-school industrial record. You didn't get that on the last album. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. And if you expect a band like Rankoville to include a uh, to include an instrumental track in there, you probably think it's just uh, some weird, uh, some weird like grinding noises and like maybe something that sounds like it's coming from an inferno or something. Maybe some screaming souls <laughs> or something. But no, this just sounds like a uh, uh, Killing Joke's a uh, uh, pianist took over. <laughs> so, so that's pretty cool. Anyway, lyrically, they run a gamut between like uh, secular inadequacies like com- in communion and worship, uh, social causes, and critiques on the opposing side And songs like Torchbearer and Splatter, mostly uh, relating to police violence, especially those aimed towards the uh, marginalized people and criticizing the Blue, Flies ma- Blue Lives Matter flag wavers. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> And also how faith is used as a means for monetary gain and sovereign status like trigger and bishops and self-proclaimed philanthropists using their good deeds solely to inflate their ego like in the aforementioned Lobotomobile and Church State. And then you have songs that are just a straight-up gore fest like Flayed. It's about ripping people's skin off of their bodies. (laughs) So yeah, they, they know how to appease the death metal crowd in that sense. But the one that stands out the most to me, both musically and lyrically, is Destitution. Not only does it hit all the sweet spots from all their musical influences, from blast beats to breakdowns, uh, but the lyrics are interwoven with such precision and profoundness that it reads like a short story. Let me pull up, I'm going to pull up those lyrics really quick. What the fuck happened, exclaimed a barbed, a barbered, bearded white man. Downtown has gone to destitution, he says, while a shattered soul echoes calls for help by his favorite pub as the cold concrete caves offer measly shelter to hold them up. Spare a dollar? I just need a little bit to get by. We react with disgust and dismay to fevered chills and quiet cries. And those are just the first two lines in the verses. It reads more like a... a like something you hear in a slam, in a poetry slam, you know? Or it's just like a, uh, it's just like a short story that you hear from the, most, uh, uh, from the most hoity-toity bastard in your creative writing class at a community college, <laughs> which I've had. Anyway, but I love how the visual checkpoints give you an image to relate with the song, and it leads up to the primitive aspects that we're all here for. The city leveling breakdown and the simple chant of they can't fucking win. <laughs> just enticing everyone to jump up and steal the mic. Nice. So yeah, with uh, all the fucking uh, death metal intrigue that uh, just uh, fuels this band in j- as a whole, this one is the most hardcore on that record. Uh, everything else is otherwise pretty uh, pretty metal. But this one... Like I said, it's the standout because it hits all the sweet spots. So if you don't, if you want to hear for yourself, well, three, two, one.
2: All I've seen is drug deals go down, orgies.
0: For destitution, <laughs> condemned by their clout, doomed for dereliction with no goddamn way out. Oh man, I love this band. <laughs> yeah, quickly becoming one of my favorites in uh, whether you say power violence or sludge or death metal or you know, whatever. They hit, like I said, they've been hitting all those sweet spots. They're kind of existing in that same realm as bands like, uh, like Arm for Apocalypse. You can tell there's a lot of hardcore influence in there, but. Are they a hardcore band first or a sludge band first? It's kind of hard to tell the difference. <laughs> and I honestly, man, that's the way that I like it. So that's why they're here. I recognize the hardcore moments in their uh, uh, in all of their songs. This just happened to be the one that was the most. Nice. <laughs> so that's why it's here. All other songs would have probably ended up in the uh, metal section or the fucking whatever music yeah. section <laughs> that we have in the at the end of this show. But... That part is already occupied. <laughs> right. So, so, yeah, that's all I got for the new Enforced. Uh, uh, <laughs> oops. Uh, speaking of. <laughs> yeah, spoiler speaking alert. Of, enforced is going to be at the end of this, <laughs> but for Rankin-Vile. <laughs> yeah, but Enforced's new album uh, fucking kicks ass as well. So I haven't really talked about it much in this uh, last uh, few months. But don't worry. I'll have something to say about it later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Rankin-Vile's new album, fucking kicks ass, definitely on my list. Awesome
1: i got a couple new ones to share. Uh, The band Creeping Tide, we've played them before. I want to thank Ben for always sharing uh, Creeping Tide stuff when it's coming out. It was released November 10th. I know Ben shared it back, I think, even before the track came out. But again, uh, trying to get caught up. We have several stuff to get to. You've heard me say this on every episode we've done (laughs) since we've been resuming. There's a lot. I was even going through stuff today to try to plan it out, and we pretty much will have stuff going on this or punk worldwide through december and that's not counting anything that gets shared with us in december so Mm. we're gonna get there uh lifeblood is the single that came out on november 10th creeping tide is out of sheffield in the uk let's get to that track again ben thank you here's lifeblood
0: stuff new stuff not so much creeping about it (laughs) it just come right up on you like a fucking tsunami
1: (laughs) well speaking of stuff like that it kind of goes with the next track but uh real quick again thank you ben uh go check out that new creeping tide it did come out november 10th so not too long ago uh we do have a new track uh one more new track well we have a couple new tracks because Eric's is also a newer one that he's going to get to here in just a second. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, we are going to get to a new track now shared to us not by the band, which is Amusement, and they're also from Portland. Eric just played a band from Portland, and yeah, I kind of did. <laughs> <laughs> so, we play another one from Portland. This one shared to us by way of Little Willie over Little Willie Records, uh, which is based out of that area and awesome shared with us. Great track. We're going to play that now. It was released as a single. I believe the band Amusement has only officially released one track, which is this one, Walk Out to Sink. And that's why I was alluding to Eric's uh, Hit You Like a Tsunami kind of, I guess, you don't uh-huh. necessarily walk out to it, but yeah. either way, you're getting swallowed up. Or stay in up. place. Yeah.
0: <laughs> stay stagnant and sink. <laughs> yes. Hey, that's a triple S. S S S. Stay stagnant and sink. <laughs> right. That, that's that's going to ex-
1: be an album or a, a track on one of Eric's upcoming releases.
0: It probably would. That is actually a very profound statement. Triple S. <laughs> stay <laughs> stagnant and stink. Sink. And then you sink and stink. There you go. Make it a foursome there. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, let's get to that track. Thank you again, Little Willie. This is Amusement. Track again is called Walk Out to Sink. To sink.
0: And amusement is right, because that was enjoyable.
1: It <laughs> was. Good stuff. Thank you to Little Willie. They're up there playing shows. If you look at uh, bands doing shows uh, up there in Portland, you'll get to see amusement. I, I, I noticed that. I can't remember if they're going to be on my list. But we'll get there when we mention the live shows. But I forgot to mention that release date was November 10th. So just a couple weeks back, uh, that, that came out. And again, I believe that's the only release that they have at least recorded. But obviously, if they're playing shows, they have more than one song. <laughs> well good <laughs> I so hope so
0: uh good stuff go check out amusement out of portland eric you got another new one for us what is it well i got a yes i got another new one and it was actually given i'm actually plugging it by request of cancer christ themselves awesome. i know i just talked about cancer christ just a couple of episodes ago back in uh, uh 310 or not 310 that was my first time talking about him <laughs> Again, with Rankin-Vile on the GBC interview episode. Right. But no, 338 was when I talked about him last with their Bring Back the Guillotine single, and I spoke nothing but praises for that song. I love that song. It's fucking great. But Anthony messaged me uh, from the Cancer Christ Band page on Instagram saying, Hey, you mind plugging this one? And he sends me the single of God Hates Cops. I'm like... Uh, well, I just uh, plugged you, but sure, I, I got it. <laughs> give the old uh, thumbs up. <laughs> Only I didn't hit the microphone when I when I did it that time. But but yeah, for in case you don't remember from two episodes ago, or if you're a first time listener, uh, Cancer Christ, the Grindcore band from uh, Los Angeles, on the same scale as bands like uh, uh, Pig Destroyer. That's probably the best uh, comparison I can give, and. And yeah, as the lore goes, it was uh, Ant- the lead singer, Anthony, was, uh, uh, was basically brought up in the good church of uh, Jesus Christ. And he, found- and he went meandering around in the church basement and found five h- h- anthropomorphic reptilian humans <laughs> chained up and bound into shackles and everything. And he was like, i got to set them free. So he released them, and they became his uh, new disciples, and he decided to find his own religion. He founded the Church of Cancer Christ. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) So now he tours the world spreading the gospel with him and his merry band of, uh, uh, his backing band of all these reptilian humanoids that he calls Snake Boys. Snake Boys. (laughs) Snake Boys. And i got to tell you, it's one of the best live shows you'll ever see. Awesome. They bring out a fucking flamethrower, dude. <laughs> a fucking flamethrower. That is cool. I digress. They're quite a sight to behold. I've seen them twice now, and both times have been fucking amazing. Can't wait to see you guys again. Because, I know they'll be touring again, because they got an album coming out in January. Right. And this is yet another single promoting that record. And God, how does it uh, compare in the terms of uh, Bring Back the Guillotine? Whereas Guillotine was a bit more thrashy, God Hates Cops feel more... Hardcore uh, than grindcore, anyway. And I mean, the title just is written to have everyone chant in unison God hates
3: cops! Mm. God hates cops!
0: And they do do that in this song. <laughs> and the riffs and overall rhythm isn't relying on just blast beats and, you know, the typical sounds that you hear with grindcore, but more like a sort of mid tempo and has a, has a bit of a breakdown in the middle, not a full on fucking slammy chug fest, but it is a. Overall, it's a pretty decent contender to, uh, to bring back the guillotine, though I personally think guillotine is better. But, <laughs> but yeah, if you want to know why, I refer you back to episode 338. But for 340, God Hates Cops, fucking kick ass. It's a little bit shorter, but it's grindcore. What do you expect? <laughs> so yeah, here we are. One of the latest from Cancer Christ. God Hates Fucking Cops. Do you like
2: cops? I fucking hate cops. God Hates Cops too. God is great.
3: God hates cuss. God hates cuss. God hates turn on my I listen. Tell your life. you're in my room now. Tell you live, your ride, It's time fucking take your spot. Face down, Stop resisting, kneel to the fucking ground. What? Must Challenge for now!
0: See how it sounds more hardcore than, than the other material. Yep, uh, it fucking it fucking kicks ass. I love it. Uh, just officer down. <laughs> I can't breathe. Welcome to the neighborhood, pig. Y'all never leave. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Cancer Christ. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, a very short amount of time between the times uh, uh, between plugs. I like to put a fair amount of distance between uh, the bands I talk about on, these, on this show, but, you know, the Lord requested <laughs> that I do this, so <laughs> I, must, I must abide by his demands. Right. <laughs> so, yes, praise unto me, Cancer Christ. <laughs> <laughs> In your name we pray. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, that's the uh, latest from Cancer Christ. Uh, next time I'll be talking about them is probably in January, because I'm sure that that album is going to kick ass. Judging by the singles that have been released, yeah, I expect nothing less. Right. Oh, Lord, please don't fail me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so yep, New Cancer Christ. What else do you have that's, uh, well, not new, but probably going to be new to some people listening?
1: Yes, new to some people. The band is Sidewalk Celebrity. And the name is typically stylized with the S in Sidewalk as a dollar sign and the C in Celebrity as the cents sign. Yeah. <laughs> at least for American uh, money, there for anybody that's curious. The band is from Kansas City, Missouri. Played them once before, thought I'd played them more. Definitely should have been playing this band more. I like this band. They released their album, Put Your Pants On and Dookie on June 2nd of 2018. And for any of you that don't know, I mean, that's a great combination of two other album titles from two other bands from the 90s. I mean, the bands are still playing, but those albums came out in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> Put your pants on. <laughs> but came first. Right? But uh, great album there. And looking forward to playing something again from them. I'll definitely be playing something from them on Punkanoid Worldwide as we are wrapping up Well, not wrapping up. i still got quite a few more episodes for Canada. But once we get through Canada, we'll be in the U.S., which means we'll get to Missouri and we'll be playing some KC bands, which I'll be including them there too. So uh, they appear to be a little active, kind of updating websites and stuff like that. So they might be getting some new material put together. Be on the lookout for it. I'll be looking forward to playing it when the time comes. Uh, They are self-proclaimed. I'm putting that in quotations right now as the what i'm about to say because it was in quotations but KC's third best punk band i don't know who the other two are in front of them but uh, that's what you get with uh, sidewalk celebrity and let's play a track from them off of put your pants on and dookie this one is called propaganda
2: propaganda
3: I love life, like shit's in, but you're fat, seriously you're we'll
1: Sidewalk Celebrity has some great street punk. Uh, if they ever decide they want to come through Salt Lake, we will definitely have a place for them. As Kansas City's not terribly far. I mean, it's not
0: close, but it's not terribly far. <laughs> yeah, it's just like uh, uh, two states away.
1: <laughs> Maybe, something like that. Maybe a couple more.
0: Yeah, because when you go through uh, you know, Kansas City, Missouri, you're going from Missouri, then I mean, it's right on the border of Missouri and Kansas, so... Then you go through Kansas. Then from there, you had to go through Colorado, then Utah.
1: See, yeah, not terribly far. Yeah. You got it.
0: Yeah, you stop by in Kansas, play a fucking show in, uh, I don't know, Topeka or Wichita or wherever. Right. Yeah, then you uh, come through up to uh, Colorado. It's either Grand Junction or Denver or whatever. And then, boom, you're up here in Utah. There, I just gave you a fucking uh, tour itinerary, (laughs) sidewalk celebrity.
1: Yeah, I hope they come out uh, at some point. Cool stuff. That Again, propaganda Put Your Pants On, and Dookie is that name of that release. Uh,
0: Great stuff. Put Your Pants On and Dookie. Yes. Does it have to be in that order?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? I'd rather do it the other way, too.
0: So let it be written. (laughs) (laughs) So let it be written. So let it be punk. Right. (laughs) Uh, Good stuff. Go check them out. Uh, Definitely look forward to playing them again.
1: And we're at that time. Thanksgiving was last week. Hopefully everybody... Got to, you know, spend a few moments, spend, you know, think about the stuff that you're thankful for, grateful for. Uh, I mean, whatever the holidays mean to you, Uh, just because there's commercialized versions of holidays does not mean you have to subscribe to those or hate on a particular holiday for those reasons. Yeah. Sometimes it's good to just pause for a minute and be like, oh yeah, it's Thanksgiving. I need to sit back and just, even if life isn't going the way I want it to, still just sit back. Think about what I am thankful for. And, you know, if there's people out there that you're thankful for, let them know you're thankful for them. Yeah. Actions that people do, let them know you're thankful for those actions. Those kind of things. You don't have to subscribe into any of the other bullshit on any of the other fucking holidays. The same as Valentine's Day. You probably shouldn't wait till one time a year to tell somebody that you love them and Uh, that you want to do something fancy, but it can be. It can serve as a reminder for you to do something around that time. Doesn't have to be on that day.
0: Yeah, that's what uh, these—that's what these holidays have always been to me as certain reminders.
1: Reminders for certain things, exactly. Just you know, Christmas, grateful, give to
0: others. Mm. You know those
1: kind of things. It doesn't have to mean the religious things if you're not into the religious things. It can serve as a reminder.
0: Yep. And by the way, Christmas is. All the little uh, traditions that we like to celebrate, the tree, the reindeer, the uh, big fat man who gives everybody presents, uh, that's not Christmas. That's Yule. Right. That was, those are pagan traditions. Right. So, yep, we're celebrating a pagan holiday, you <laughs> fucking dumbass <Christ-bearing>, Christ-fearing Americans.
1: <laughs>
0: it's uh, like the only thing Christmas about what you celebrate is that a fucking uh, little kid was born and the mother decided to make a religion out of it. Because she probably had that baby out of wedlock, and as a cover-up story, she's like, oh, it's God's son. (laughs) Yep. We're going to believe that. (laughs) That's my theory on it.
1: (laughs) Who knows? None of us were there at that point. Yeah, none of us. Now it's all just stories that have been passed down.
0: Yep. Nobody really believes in what Jesus said. (laughs) (laughs) And if anything, it's been... uh, it's been rewritten throughout all the all of history. Nobody knows what's, uh, what that original text was anymore. <laughs> it's like, we got the King James edition. Yeah. I, I think he omitted certain details and wanted to keep the parts he really liked. It could be. Yeah. God damn. Just, to, just take the parts out of it that make sense <laughs> that are, just take the parts out of the religion that sort of, uh, not necessarily enforce, but influence uh, positive change on the planet. Right. You know? So long, as, uh, so long as someone else is not bearing the injustice of another person, right? then you're good, man.
1: <laughs> you're Absolutely. Good. And that brings us to Thanksgiving was last week, so now I think we're into that Christmas season. A lot of punks do Christmas-themed songs, so we are going to play some here. I will do an episode completely exclusive to Christmas punk songs. There's already been a couple. Eric mentioned one early, and there's already been two or three other ones that I know of just released in the last week. Yep. If they don't get played here. They'll definitely be getting played over in Punkinoy Worldwide when I do that episode. But we'll be playing one a week because it's that time of year. And I decided we're going to kick it off with Goldblade. Yeah, that great Goldblade band from Manchester in the UK that have been around and have some great tracks out there. They released City of Christmas Ghosts. I can't remember the original date, but they put out a 2017 Manchester mix that also features. Well, the track also features polystyrene. Styrene. I think she might be on both versions but uh, polystyrene of x-ray specs so i thought you know what this is punk as fuck right two great classic punks that's how we're going to start this off fuck yeah (laughs) december of 2017 is when it was released december 1st so we're going to do that and then talk about some live shows so here we go kick off the christmas season city of christmas ghosts goldblade and polystyrene
3: God is in the house Plastic snow falling on and the unlit reality Running past billboards At the nothing Raising tongues to the ghosts Of and the friends we love
0: Christmas up yours.
1: <laughs> uh, well, good stuff there. Goldblade and Polystyrene, City of Christmas Ghosts. Eric, uh, you have a great cover cover album, but before we get to that, which is also before we get to the interview, yeah. live <laughs> shows. I know you went to at least one,
0: right? I did go to at least one. In fact, I went to only one, but before I get to that, I got to point out that I went to the... Uh, blackened Friday market at aces nice yep there were some uh, vendors that were in a, a lot there was like a, I think five or six vendors but you know it wasn't that bad cool wasn't that bad I got a few things I got a print out from this uh, artist of a uh, uh, who does stencil designs like stencil style artwork just like a uh, white on black with hard black lines okay yeah uh, along with a few other uh, various colors, but that's the base of his. Uh, that's the base of his style. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I bought a print of, a print from him. It looked like a uh, tarot card. It was just a man holding an axe with a beheaded body in front of him. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and also bought a uh, a heartogram button for my friend Destiny for giving that to her for as a Yule gift because she fucking loves him. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, I saw a few other cool th- things. Uh, my friend Daisy was selling uh, uh, candles that were, uh, uh, they're like those, uh, I don't know of any other way to say this, but those Mexican candles <laughs> that, oh, they okay. put on, yeah. that they put on shrines. And you know, they have like sure. uh, the Virgin Mary on them. Well, this one just happened to be full of uh, dead musicians. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, there was one on there that I almost bought that was of uh, Cliff Burton, one of Jeff Hanneman, one with Lemmy, one with Joey Jordison. Uh, any dead rock star you can think of, it was probably on there. Nice. <laughs> and they were pretty cool. And, and yeah, some other people there are uh, selling, uh, selling shirts that they screen printed themselves. And they look pretty cool. Also the patches look cool. I'm, but I'm just thinking, man, well, would I wear it? <laughs> Do I really need another shirt? Well, I kind of do, but <laughs> do I really need this shirt to be the other shirt? But also, I was there looking for, uh, uh, for gifts, holiday gifts for my mates. And, and like I said, I found the button for one, but didn't find much else. It was okay. <laughs> anyway, the next night, I returned to Aces because my friends in Simeon just released their album. Their new album, which I talked about on uh, not last episode, but the one before that. Or maybe it was the last episode. Did I? Uh, I can't remember, but the, I talked about them before. <laughs> no, last episode was Deathblow, so the time before that was Simeon. Okay. Okay. Yes. So, they just released an album, and it fucking kicks ass. Nice. And I got to hear that shit live yet again. I've seen Simeon uh, three times now. Three times, twice of which I was uh, playing a show with them. Once with the epithetics and another with anonymous, and this time I was just but an observer. <laughs> and it was fun. And uh, my friend Brandon was at the show, and every time Brandon is in there, he's always gonna ensure that I will dance. <laughs> Despite the fact that he has had a numerous amount of more injuries than me, he's got a lot of metal in his body, <laughs> and, <he's laughs> got a, and he still dances hard. And I gotta, I'm just like, yeah what do I have? I just am recovering from a TBI. I don't want to dance. <laughs> well, actually I didn't really want to dance cause I was tired as hell, but I still did. Nice. Yeah. And Simeon, they put on a hell of a show. The two other bands, uh, uh, up for them. They were also really good. Sort of in that same style of like slow proggy, uh, heavy amp worship type stuff. It was good. I just can't remember their names. <laughs> Sorry guys. Um, uh, uh, yeah, threw some money down to get some uh, Simeon stickers and finding a nice home for all of them. <laughs> but it was a good, it was a good show. I honestly forgot that it was happening because I knew that I knew that they had one originally scheduled uh, just a uh, just a few weeks ago. Um, but their guitarist Chris caught the COVID, oh, and I was going to be missing that show anyway because that was the same night I went into Amiga the Devil that I snuck into the, <laughs> that show. <laughs> So it kind of worked out in uh, our favor, and also it was on a Thursday. This time it happened to be on a Saturday, so it worked out for everybody. That's good. Everyone's coming out. Everyone wants to have a good time, kick back some beers, and just uh, bang their fucking heads, and I did all of that, and it was awesome. And during the song, uh, man, I can never remember the names of their songs. They're just so... (laughs) They're just too intelligent. (laughs) It's... uh, it was the song that I played on the uh, last episode. Let me let me see if I can find that. I mean, I know I can find it. It's somewhere. It's fucking somewhere. Amorphin. Amorphin. Okay. Yeah, during Amorphin, there was one guy in the pit that was uh, bigger than me. He was taller. And... There's that part, like, after that, you know, you remember that slow part where the the sound clip of that interview with the schizophrenic yeah. is playing? Yeah. And then it, there's just, like, a pop, and then it just dives back into the fast <laughs> stuff. I m- fucking made sure to incite a circle pit during that show, and I jumped on that big guy's back and was just thrusting my fist in the air, like, motherfucker! It was great. Nice. <laughs> that was a great time. Uh, so, and of course, uh, you know, Chris and Drew, they come up to me afterwards and they're just like, thank so much for dancing around. It was a fun show. It's like the best one we played. I'm like, dude, you guys always fucking kicked ass. I'm always going to come out and support you guys. You fucking, you ripped it. I loved it. That's cool. <laughs> so yeah, Simeon and they, and they played a new song, a brand new song at the end of their set. And it also sounded awesome. That's cool. So yeah, Simeon's on the it's looking on the up and up for those guys. They'll be writing some more material. I can confirm. They said that. <laughs> <laughs> they said that to me. Yeah, new material coming up and uh, hopefully some more shows soon. Hopefully I'll play with them. Um, uh, I, I know I'll play with them again, just hopefully sooner rather than later. Right. Anyway, some shows that are coming up pretty soon. Let's get to those. Shows coming up on the 30th, which, if you're listening to this now, is going to be tonight. August Burns Red Rescue and Restore 10-year anniversary tour is coming to Salt Lake City at the Complex. They are touring with Brand of Sacrifice, Spite, and Crystal Lake. Uh, After all the fees and taxes, it's going to be $45, and it starts at 6 p.m. Though now it's probably day of show, so you're probably going to be shelling out an extra... 20 bucks maybe. Right. Ugh, fuck you Live Nation.
2: <laughs>
0: anyway, on the 1st, Monstrology is going to have their EP release show with Sacrilege and Bone Storm. That was the name I forgot. Bone Storm. I just have to remember that episode, the the Christmas episode of the Simpsons where Bart just wants to fucking get that video game that's called Bone Storm. Right. Yeah. And I even made a quip about a uh, how Bonestorm and Absolved should be make, should be put on a show together, even though they don't sound alike at all, <laughs> because Absolved has that song Thrill House, which is a reference to that Simpsons episode. Nice. So I was like, "Yeah, come on." Thrill House, Bone Storm, and last time I saw Absolved after they played the song Thrill House, I yelled up, buy me Bone Storm or go to hell. (laughs) So I'll probably have to do that at this show. Maybe it'll go over well. The reference won't be lost on people. (laughs) Anyway, that show's going to be at Ace's High uh, on the 1st. It's going to be $10, and it starts at 8 p.m. On the 2nd, Ceramic, Mask, and Narc all playing a show at your mom's house. It's going to be $10, starts at 7 on the third, Dispersed is coming back to Salt Lake, and they're going to be playing with Snuff Tape, Mummy, Honor Code, and they're going to be playing at The Pearl on Main. It's a relatively new venue, I suppose. Never heard of it. so. And for the, the address is uh, 7711 South Main Street. <clears throat> That's going to start at 7 p.m. And I looked on the flyer. There is no price on that flyer. <laughs> you idiots. People want to know how much they're paying. Come on. Right. Whoever the fuck is in charge of your uh, flyers, uh, you, you need to give them a stern talking to. <laughs> okay on the on the seventh, the meteors are coming back to Salt Lake. They'll be playing at Aces. It's uh, going to be a seventeen dollars show if you pay in advance, but at the door it's going to be a staggering eighteen dollars. Oh shit. <laughs> that's uh that's a make or break deal for me, bud. So <laughs> definitely get your shit in advance. Uh that's gonna start at 8 p.m. I don't know of any openers. They have a they have a poster up on Ace's High's wall, and it's just advertising the meteors. I don't know who they're gonna get to open. It'll probably be last minute as fuck, like it sometimes is. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but whatever whatever works, and if it and if it turns out that show is uh Gonna be shitty, then I don't know what else to tell you. But <laughs> 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 okay, and uh, and one more. This is gonna be uh, uh, next week ish or in the next couple weeks on the eighth. Service weapon gonna be playing with sewn shut mummy and infernium at Black Lung Society and their new location up in Ogden, which is at thirty seven zero one Washington Boulevard. Gonna be twelve dollars and it starts at seven p.m. So it's nice to know that a new All Ages venue is well. Black Lung isn't new, but they are new to Ogden, and they've been in need for a fucking all-ages venue. Ever since Mojo shut down, Ogden just... The underground scene ain't been the same. And by ain't been the same, like, non-existent. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, hopefully that uh, reignites the fucking, uh, the fucking fire in most of those people's underbellies, because, yeah... Ogden's a pretty fucking, uh, it's a pretty shitty area. <laughs> mm. So it's just a breeding ground for hardcore kids and hardcore bands. And, yep, we'll see where it goes. Hopefully they last longer up there than they did down here. Nice. Hopefully. Yep. Well, that's all I got for shows. Uh, Dustin, what have you got?
1: I got a few. I'll mention them quickly. Uh, in Philly on December 2nd, you can go see Patriot, Broken Heroes, and Claxon. Three great bands there. 6 p.m. till 10 p.m. at the American Legion Post, number 214 in Upper Darby. That's Philly, though. Uh, Obviously, go follow any of those bands. Check them out if you want more details. It's $12 in advance, $15 at the door. Uh, Great stuff there. So get to the next one. Uh, You can go to, I believe this one, I want to say, is in Seattle. Let's see. Darren's Tavern. Oh, there's two shows here uh One in let's go with December second you can go see it uh Daryl's Tavern. I apologize I can't tell if this is in Portland or Seattle uh Aurora Avon God that's probably the address uh you anyway it's either Portland or Seattle. And you can go follow the band deadstreets.pnw if you want to get more details on this specific show, but Millhouse, Dead Streets, Berrien, and Middlefinger Drive: 10 bucks, Saturday the Second, uh, 21 and older, Music starts at eight, and then the next week, you can also go see Dead Streets in Everett, Washington at Lucky Dime. It's all ages until 11. Uh, show starts at 8 It's 10 bucks. You can go see Box Cutter, Dead Streets, and The Disorderlies, so go check that one out. And again, the first one might be Seattle. I think it's Seattle, or maybe they're talking about a previous show in Seattle, but it's going to be up there in the Northwest. Then, on uh, wrapping up the year on December 16th, the band Cry Havoc will be playing a show with Zombie, who will be doing their 10 years of Failing Upwards. Uh, Also features Bobby Dykeman, Jared Knappick, and Hopeless Otis. And it's a $10 show, 21 and older, 6 p.m. It's at Cherry Street Station in Wallingford, Connecticut. Uh, So if you're going to be anywhere near there, go check them out. Cry Havoc is awesome, and I would love to go see Zombie. They're cool. On December 2nd in New York, uh, Staten Island, New York, at Mother Pugs Saloon, you can go see... Poly Abuse, Schism, Wrecked, and Raw Nerve. It's 8 p.m. show, 21 and older, with ID. So go check that out. Go check out our pals in Schism if you're going to be anywhere near Staten Island on the 2nd. Uh, a show that'll be up in... I want to say this one's in Portland because the bands are based in Portland. High Watermark is the venue on December 15th. You'll get to see Death Ridge Boys... And Amusement, who we just played a couple tracks back, Old City and Lost Repeater, or Los Repeaters, not Los, Los Repeaters, $10 show, sto- show starts at 9 uh, so go check out those bands. I know Death Ridge Boys and Amusement are both awesome, so you can go check out them over at High Water Mark. Two left to go. This one is on December 8th at Archer Ballroom, which is in Chicago, And you get to see bands, Mock Execution, Beton Army, Fuerza Bruta, Puffer, Spleen, Lost Legion. That's some Montreal bands and some Chicago bands. Uh, Again, Archer Ballroom, Friday, December 8th, 7.30 sharp, 20 bucks for the show. A lot of bands and a lot of great bands on top of that. So go see them on December 8th. And the last one I'm going to mention, it's coming up here in Salt Lake, Friendsmas Eve. Again, it raises money, benefits the Utah Domestic Violence Coalition, they typically raise upwards of $20,000 and it's a free show to go watch, but they're doing raffle tickets. They get really great prizes there. So if you're going to be in Salt Lake, go to Urban Lounge on Friday, December 15th, and you can go see Racist Kramer, Restroyer, Faith, or Fail to Follow, rather, Damn Dirty Vultures, and they all do cover sets of other bands, but they typically keep those bands that they're going to be doing their cover sets of a secret until the show, even from each other. So... Uh, Go check out that if you're here in Salt Lake, that's all I got. Eric, let's go to your
0: album. Yeah, let's talk about my album. It's a band I've talked about a few different times on this show, and it's the band, the band that's the king of BS, the Bouncing Souls. (laughs) (laughs) Bouncing Souls. I've got on record saying how much I love them. One of the first fucking punk, ba- punk bands that I've ever seen live. It started all the way back in 2009 seeing them on the Warped Tour and seeing them a year later on Bad Religions uh, uh, tour for uh, Descent of Man and then seeing them in 2012 on their Comet Tour. And then I saw them in Punk Rock Bowling just in, uh, it was 2017, mm-hmm. and then saw them uh, here in 20, was it 2018 or 19 when they're doing their... shortly
1: after, so it might have been 18 or 19. Yeah, it was,
0: yeah. Tw- yeah, it was 2018, their uh, 20th anniversary tour, or no, not their 20th, it was their, their 30th. 30, yeah. yeah, their 30th anniversary, yep. And then I saw them... So that should have been 19 yeah. then. Yeah, probably 19. No, they formed in 88.
1: Okay. I saw yeah. something that said 87, I saw something that said 89. We'll split the difference in Eric's well, right well, 88.
0: When Bad Religion did their 30-year anniversary tour in 2010, technically it was their 31st, because some records say that they started in 1979, like late 79, but they also say early 1980. So it's kind of hard to uh, pick. <laughs> it's sort of like uh, my band, Anonymous, we kind of... Uh, I. We technically got started in January of 2018, but I decided to get it going in 2017. Okay. So maybe it's a technical thing like that. But regardless, uh, the last time I saw Bouncing Souls was uh, when they came here last year, just a day before New Year's Eve. Wow! Yeah, that was a that was a great time. Yeah, I love ba- love Bouncing Souls. I'll see them every time they come through. Anytime I get a chance, I want to see them. And so yeah, if you don't remember, I talked about them on back in 2020 on episode 154. Uh, playing my f- songs from my favorite album, Hopeless Romantic, and then I talked about them again on episode 258, playing songs from my other favorite album, Anchors Away, and then I talked about them on just recently on episode 308 uh, for their uh, for the self titled uh, single from their album, Ten Stories High, and oh, yeah, that was the song I was talking about. Right. <laughs> and now I'm talking about my third favorite album by them. <laughs> <laughs> How I Spent My Summer Vacation. Oh God, I love this record. Oh God, it's hard to go wrong with Bouncing Souls. I don't think they put out a bad record at all. Just right? some that I like more than others. Sure. <laughs> so, so yeah, now I'm getting like my my trilogy out of the way, and maybe I'll talk about their new album a little bit more because that one's pretty damn good too. Awesome. So yeah, Bouncing Souls, you know, formed in '88 in uh, New Brunswick, New Jersey, and they were basically. I like saying they were basically the East Coast answer to the surging punk rock sounds of the West Coast, which was laying out the groundwork for skate punk. So them, alongside like Gorilla Biscuits and H2O, were harnessing the speed and melody of the Californian counterparts and giving it a the East Coast attitude. I mean, they wrote a song, East Coast, fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> but it just sounds like you could hear it on Tony Hawk Pro Skater, and... Uh, funnily enough, let's talk about uh, Summer Vacation. It was their it was their fifth album, following such classics as their self-titled, Maniacal Laughter, and Hopeless Romantic, and it seems to be the one that really broke them into the mold with such flagship songs like That Song, True Believer, and Mantham, which is the song that landed on Tony Hawk Pro Skater 4. Nice. Yep. And that song's They have songs that know when to pick it up as well as to lay it down, but they keep your attention all the same. Every song on here is a sing-along. It was difficult to single out just two, so I decided choose one that makes you feel energized and ready to party and one that sits you back and lets you get introspective because they got a lot of both on there. So I decided, well, okay, well, what's the party song? (laughs) And I thought, you know what? Mantham is the song that gets everyone up and going. If, right? if not only with its opening lyrics, I was alone. I was. I decided to get up. Decided to get out. Right. Okay. There's your influence right there. But also the fact that both uh, Greg and Brian sing. Uh, they both sing about just getting out of the house with your friends and going to shows, kicking back some fucking beers, and uh, you know the rallying lyrics in the chorus that's insured to secure some the camaraderie you share with all the all other rep retrospective singers. right? Just lock the arms. He's my friend. He's my alibi. Mm -hmm. My accessory to the crime. You just want to get with all your fucking, all your blokes and all your comrades and just have a good time. And that's what Mantham is to me. And a lot of people say that when they think of Mantham, they think of me. I was like, okay, that's kind of weird, but...
1: (laughs) I have had that uh, part of that track anyway as for ringtone for several of my friends for several years.
0: Oh, yeah? Yeah. There you go. (laughs) See, it's all about uh, keeping your friends close. And, yeah, this kind of doubles as a... uh, This could double as a Thanksgiving track. It's like, yeah, be thankful for the people in your life. Right. So, so yeah, if uh, Bouncing Souls doesn't remind you of that, then I don't know what will. Okay, well, maybe a lot of things, (laughs) but but in the context of... uh, of this episode. Mantham, it'll, uh, it'll, it helps you to ensure that the, uh, the connections you keep with people, which ones are important. Right. Yeah. So yeah, here's the Mantham folks. <laughs> I've seen them live and they play that one. Yep, it gets uh it gets really friendly. <laughs> yes. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, that is uh that is the song that you just want to sing with all your friends. If not just for those uh those repetitive oi chants right? <laughs> that go in. Of course, that's gonna bring you closer together. <laughs> anyway, uh move that song is good, but moving on from there, I had to get in and play my favorite bouncing soul song, like Yeah, this is the one I knew was going to go on. It was like, yep, I'm going to talk about the Bouncing Souls album. This song is on there. I know it's going (laughs) to (laughs) be. And it's the closer of this album. It is gone. Last time I talked about a song called Gone, it was by Disembodied. And it was a (laughs) relatively (laughs) downer of a fucking
1: song. Definitely a different song there.
0: Yeah, definitely like uh, talking about uh, isolation and just thinking that you're not worth anybody's time. Whereas uh, Gone by Bouncing Souls is a bit more uplifting. Kind of uh, kind of uh, making you face harsh truths. It's like a... Yeah, and that's why I got a personal connection with this song. Aside from the fact that it's a great song, it's fucking amazing, but the lyrics struck such a fucking chord with me. And it is in relation uh, Yeah, the song is kind of on here. Uh, not only as, yeah, it could be a fucking Thanksgiving song, but uh, but also, I want to give a shout out to a friend of mine whose uh, birthday will be coming up in not next week, but uh, the week after. The next Saturday will be the the sa- I mean the Saturday after next, the ninth of December.
1: Oh, ninth. Okay, yeah yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Or maybe it is Sunday, but it. I remember the actual date, just <laughs> not the day. So this is kind of an early uh, sort of a birthday card, or I guess. And the thing was, like, uh, uh, we were hanging out one day, and I was just in a fucking a downer. I, I was just not having a fucking good day upstairs. It was not, not happy. And it was like uh, wearing on her. And she, and she told me is like, you know, you know what you should listen to? Listen to the song gone by bouncing souls and fucking absorb its lyrics. Yeah. So I fucking did that. And yeah, it's a, it's the pick me up that I need. It's the song that reminds me of how much uh, music is such a pick me up in my life. And that I always play this song to uh, reignite the serotonin in my brain. Nice. And, uh, and yeah, it helped to get it back on track. So, like I said, this doubles as a holiday song as it's on brand with being thankful for what you have. But also, it's a shout-out to you, Destiny, my fucking, one of my best friends. Uh, f- yeah, this is for your birthday, and I'm happy and thankful that you're still alive and well. And... That'll always associate this song with you. So so yeah, here it is, gone. magic yes it is yeah i'll always fucking love that song it will stay probably my favorite bouncing soul song until until i'm gone <laughs> <laughs> it may be a little bit after that but uh but yeah that song like the lyrics uh they resonate with me to a fucking t song came on the radio went straight to my heart carried it with me until that darkness was gone and that song uh just acts as said uh uh, I guess the catalyst for it. Cool. So, so yeah, that's uh, Bouncing Souls. That's what I have to say about my other favorite album by them. Again, between that, Anchors Away, and Hopeless Romantic, uh, they're all neck and neck. They're all it's a three way tie for first as far <laughs> as I'm concerned. All my all my favorite songs are on those three albums. Not all of them. Most of them are. Most of them. So it's it's just difficult to <laughs> to categorize which one's my favorite, but. You know, I don't care. That's just, that just shows uh, uh, at least what I perceive to be as a flawless discography of some band. Right. That's good. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's it. Bouncing Souls.
1: All right, well, we've reached that time where we've got the interview to come. We're here to talk about, listen to, split image, talk with. So it's that time.
0: Yep, we're talking with uh, lead singer, uh Josh. I can't remember his last name, but yeah, we're uh, but yeah, we talk with him and we uh, get uh, we get deep into the nitty gritty of the history of Split Image and some of the songs and a couple of songs we'll be featuring right here. The first one he uh, by request wanted to uh, plug was the Summer Slam, the first song that you hear off their uh, Invaders from Uranus split that they did with uh, Slingshot. And I hadn't played this song on the podcast before, so this will be brand new to everybody listening, I suppose. So, right. So yeah, then after that, <clears throat> we'll play this song, then we'll get into the interview with uh, Josh, Is a pretty awesome guy and pretty awesome guy to talk to. So So yeah, without further ado, here's Split Image, Codename Summer SummerSlam. <laughs> The lead singer for uh, Split Image. How you doing, man?
4: Doing great, man. Happy to be here.
0: Yeah, we're happy to have you. I've been playing you for uh, for some time on this show. Like, uh, I think the first time I talked about you guys was when you did your EP, Torn of Illusion. And I actually that actually made my uh, the list of the uh, best EPs released that year.
4: Thank you, man. That means a lot. That was our first, uh, I guess you would say, close to album release, so. Yeah. I appreciate that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a pretty uh, lengthy EP. It's sort of like those uh, mid-records. <laughs> there is a sort of term for that. It's like, it's a little too long to be an EP, but it's too short to be an album. What should we call it?
2: <laughs> but yeah, that Yeah, uh, definitely that medium.
0: Yeah. But I mean, Tour of Illusion was such a fucking killer EP. and uh, And yeah, I mean, I could talk up and down about the music, but... What about the band? What is Split Image? I mean, it's just it's just you uh, talking. So uh, give us a sort of a rundown on uh, your guys' history. Like, uh, you guys started back in 2019, I believe?
4: Yeah, 2019. Um, it was originally, so Christian and Joey, my uh, drummer and guitar player, where um, I met Christian in high school. So in 2009, I think is when I met Christian and then I met Joey. And he was trying to start up a band. And so their first band was actually called DVT. Devastation was what they were originally called. And then it became Dark Visions of Terror. And then eventually we ended uh, Dark Visions of Terror because I joined in the last tail end of it as it was ending. And then we started up Split Image as a fresh thing. And it was basically a continuation of that sound. And so Christian was always on drums. Joey was on guitar. And then at that time in the past, there was a different vocalist. And so uh, I decided, well, in 2019, why not try out music? And the only experience I had with music was we did a cover with DVT in 2013. And we did about four shows and it was an SOD cover. So we did Sergeant D and that was the only taste of music I've ever done. (laughs) And so I figured, okay, well, why not get my hands dirty? Let's try it out. And let's see how I sound, because it's been a long time since we tried music. So we did some demo recordings for four songs that were on Tour of Illusion. or Sorry, the first two that we started out was uh, Blank Shot and then the other one was Sulphur Pits. And so those were planned to be DVT releases that we ended up turning into split image releases. And so those were the first two songs that we tried out and we went through with it after so joey was on guitar christian was on drums and at the other time we had a different uh, guitar player and we used a uh, backing track for bass and so eventually we got a bass player at the end of 2019 and played about four three shows three or four shows uh but the first start out of split image and that's when the pandemic started so uh, that was difficult, and so we decided, okay, well, we'll record since you know the country's locked down and everybody doesn't want to get sick. And so our last show was in March, and we had played that with our friend Psycho Madness. And after that show, we didn't play another show until the next year. And so during 2020, we recorded uh, torrent of Illusion, and uh, it was originally supposed to be eight songs, but only six ended up coming out of that, so uh, we saved those other two songs that one of them is Death Awaits, the, our newest release that was planned for Torrent. So we decided to release it later and do it the way that we wanted to do it. And um, yeah, Split Image is basically right now me, Christian, and Joey. We're happy to do it. We're on the hunt for a bass player. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, right now the backing tracks do as well, you know. So
0: as you discovered. <laughs> yeah. But um, Yeah, last time you guys yeah, were here, uh, they didn't have a bassist. And <laughs> I was like, mm, for shame, Doc. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah, we were just kind of making it work until yeah. we
0: get to find the right person. So, well, fortunately,
4: got, got to meet you at that show. So,
0: yeah, totally. Because, because, uh, yeah, your last yeah. time you were, uh, you guys were going to come here, I got fucking canceled. So, I was like, hell yeah, Split Image coming back. I cannot fucking miss this. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I was pushing Christian because he was like, oh, let's go back to Salt Lake. I was like, yeah, well, let's go back to Salt Lake. And he's like, where should we go? I'm like, let's go back to the beehive. You know, (laughs) so I, I was telling, um, I I was talking to Chris about it. I said, I remember watching a while back a documentary and it was about the owner that made the beehive and he wanted it to be half a restaurant and half a venue. And so I don't remember how long ago it was. It was probably in the last six or eight years. And that's how I knew about it. So when Chris said he booked the beehive, I was like, oh yeah, I've heard of that place. I've been (laughs) there. or I haven't been there, but I I know of it. So I'm looking forward to playing there, you know? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, last that was the last year on that tour we were supposed to play there and that show got canceled. It was unfortunate. Uh, we we were looking forward to it, you know, so...
0: Yeah, so um, was I. We were happy to
4: come back and actually play it, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Unfortunately, my band couldn't be on this bill. Like, Anonymous was going to open up for for these guys. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, one was more pissed about that than, uh, than my drummer, Sid. She has to make an hour... And um, damn near hour and a half uh, trek down from the city up north, Logan, to uh, come down to Salt Lake, oh. to, uh, Salt Lake to play a show. And when yeah. she got there, like uh, it was like maybe twenty minutes after she arrived in Salt Lake, and I was like, dude, the show just got fucking canceled. She's like, are you? fucking kidding me it's like well oh my god it's like well is the band here can we like uh do a fucking diy show somewhere and i was like i could try i could hit up uh, this guy that guy and the other and see if we could salvage something but no nothing came of it obviously so so yeah she was fucking livid i mean i was too but she was like i got all the way down here i can barely afford gas <laughs> So yeah, she wasn't too pleased oh, with with the beehive.
4: Yeah, we were we were disappointed as well. Yeah. <laughs> we we all after that happened, we ended up just going grabbing food, and then right after that, we just drove straight to Vegas. So I'm glad that we got to actually play there. You know, and I'll look forward to playing there again because I like I love Salt Lake, man. That uh, being there again, I mean, like kind of knowing where a little bit of stuff is, but you know, being able to meet people there and talk and interact and try out the food and. Winco was our friend over there, by the way. We were staying at an Airbnb, so we
0: oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely got to eat good. Oh yeah, get that. Yeah, sh- yeah get that shit yeah, before we, it goes we, to the uh, the food bins. <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah. We, we um the day before I met Eric, we actually drove in. Um, what was it was the day before, and we left at about ten thirty a.m. and it took us man, I think eight hours, eight hours. So we didn't get in until about eight thirty. Wow. And so, but, yeah. Wow. But it was a good drive, (laughs) so a lot better than the the night before last year when we did it. We did it, I think, in the morning, and we ended up there around the same time. But it was called last time we came from. uh, I forgot uh, Pendleton, Oregon. I think it was the name of the place or somewhere. We, yeah, Yeah. it was like farm area, and then we passed through uh, Boise, and then we ended up in Salt Lake. So we came up from the top.
0: Yeah, that's kind of a weird drive.
4: (laughs) Oh, Long Drive, too.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. It's gnarly. But, yeah, you guys did uh, manage to uh, redeem yourselves, sort of. <laughs> and, and, yeah, you came back here, played a fucking uh, awesome show. Hopefully uh, uh, hopefully next time more people show up and make it like a uh, an even better fucking experience. Uh, but, yeah, you guys kicked ass on that show, and Slingshot was a nice uh, pleasant surprise for me. I talked about him uh, pretty extensively the last uh, couple episodes because, yeah, those guys are fun.
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah. D- Dylan's a great guy. That, oh, yeah. that dude, uh, he actually does everybody's music videos. He's uh, a long. What was it? Right when we started split, and we had the first uh, lineup, we did our first music video with him. So over here, he's kind of like the the scene guy, I guess you'd say. He did all the. He does interviews with people, and you know he does a lot. <laughs> so his band awesome. Slingshot, like you know, we were happy to have them with us on this uh, mini tour. It was actually uh, our second. I guess you would say my second um mini tour or out because i our last year was my basically my first tour so uh before we went to salt lake the month prior or yeah the beginning of that month in october uh we did uh fresno so we went to central cali and then came back so uh salt lake was our third um mini tour or our third tour but basically our second mini tour so
2: Ah, sweet
4: i was happy to Definitely happy to be back. And then it was funny because those Ribbons guys, they're really cool. I thought it was funny because um, they played a fest in Washington with a band called Contact. Unfortunately, Contact's not around anymore. But Contact, um, the drummer of Contact, Nick Baum, he let us stay at his house when we were up in Washington. We played with him in Portland, Oregon. And then he had a shack up with him for three days and party with him in Centralia. At his house, and uh, he treated us really well. So I saw Nick Baum's, uh, what was it? His uh, Instagram story. Uh, he tagged Ribbons in there, and so when Chris mentioned we were playing with Ribbons, I was like, "Oh, okay, I know, I know that." So I talked to them about that, and they said they liked uh, Washington a lot. But yeah, yeah, it was, no, it was it was cool.
0: Yeah, yeah I love the, I love the guys in Ribbons. They're all they're all homies of mine. I mean, Micah, their bassist. I've known him since since high school. Uh, Chris I've known him since before he really got into thrash if you in case you haven't noticed he's got an alkaline trio tattoo on his forearm <laughs> I was like <laughs>
4: he's the lead, lead guitarist right
0: yeah yeah okay yeah he's a fun, yeah, he's I met him. killer band killer dude yeah. just a uh, killer people all around they fucking they fucking got it going on I like ribbons a lot so yeah, rolling back to uh slingshot you recently re- uh, released a split ep with those guys and uh yeah, basically slingshot and split image. You guys sound almost nothing alike. <laughs> but, uh, but tell me how did uh, how did all that come together? It's uh, I mean it made for a killer fucking EP. But you know I like to know these things. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so Dylan was with us on the last year two week tour that we did the Psycho Image tour, excuse me, and um, he had mentioned that we we should play some you know some shows with his band Slingshot, and so. Around that time uh, last year, I started watching their uh, ba- their performances because I never, you know, listened to his band. And so uh, they started doing a lot more this year. And around late last year to this year, um, Armand from Psychoman is joined. So I wanted to, you know, check out their music. And Chris and Dylan go back to high school as well. Um, also, for the record, uh, Chris was also a few years uh, under me in terms of class in high school. So Dylan is one of his. Uh, classmates from the same year and uh, I didn't know him in high school but they go back too as well so um, Dylan and Chris started talking why not uh, do a split and so because we did one with uh, Psycho Manus last year figuring why not do that with us and just give a you know a change of flavor when it comes to a split and so I guess that that's how uh, Innovators from Uranus came about so um, yeah and it was cool because we put two new tracks that we wanted to release that we've never put out or played before and they did the same with theirs so it was, it was pretty nice
2: yeah
4: um for and for uh the last year's release that we did the split with uh psychomanus uh one of the songs that we had done was a re-release from dvt and that song is called cancerous so for this one we wanted it to be completely new songs and this year when we started uh re- recording music again we wanted to do completely new songs and come up with a new set list so we can uh, you know, update our sound a little more and work around with some new stuff. So oh, yeah. uh, I think it was just kind of refreshing just to work with um, Slingshot and have our stuff on the same compilation, you know, split compilation. So, yeah, I thought it was a nice change up. yeah you know, we we look forward to doing more with other bands,
2: but yeah.
0: Yeah, totally. I know it'd be kind of weird uh, to speak on behalf of uh, Chris, but I know that he was featured in a few of, uh, a few of the Slingshot songs on those, uh, uh, on that split. Yeah, what was his whole uh yeah, what was his whole involvement with that?
4: Uh with the um with the working. Um so in the past, um in DVT a long time ago, Chris used to do uh he used to trade off with the original vocalist for that band DVT. He would switch off with that vocalist and that guy would jump on the drums and he would do uh some vocal parts. and So Chris wanted to, you know, do some frontman stuff and you figure he tried out again and so when slingshot was recording their uh release releases that they've done uh they wanted to feature him on it and so he was definitely open to it and also um on the song graveyard junkyard we did with a few other artists uh he also did my part for that because i figure why not have him try it he had met that the band who came up with the song graveyard junkyard kettle cadaver uh that band actually was the reason that the temecula scene is where it is they started out in the 90s. So uh, they were more... Uh, Edwin was the singer of that band. Uh, he passed away in 2017. And Edwin was um, influenced by Danzig and a lot of the horror rock um, style. And so the song Graveyard Junkyard was a Kettle cadaver song that was released. I don't think it was properly released off of their release from 1995, the Halloween album. But Chris also featured on that album um, as vocals for Split Image. So he represented it for that. So um I think he, he also likes doing front man stuff too. <laughs> he had experience with it prior to me jumping on as mm. vocalist. So, um, it was definitely, uh, it was accepted. And I was like, yeah, totally man, jump on it. And so, um, he decided to do that for us for uh, the graveyard junkard And then, uh, he works with Dylan when it came to recording their releases, um, their EP, I think. And, uh, with that, uh, they wanted to feature him on it. So, um, yeah, <laughs> that's where it came off from. It was funny because originally, um, if uh, what was it? Um, forgot her name. Um, Annalise wasn't able to do the drums. He would have jumped on the drums and had me do his parts <laughs> for the tour. But because she was able to make it, he would still stepped up and did the vocals. So, that's
0: yeah, funny. he's a he's a man who wears many hats. <laughs> uh, yeah, it takes on that's a lot for of sure. Positions, because yeah, I saw yeah. that he was a. Uh, uh, that he did produce the uh, the EP and I guess the and I guess the split as well. So he's so yeah, he's like pretty uh, deeply involved with these guys. But but yeah, now yeah. we got some more uh, clarity on that.
4: <laughs> yeah, uh, Christian's actually. A, you know, I don't think the music scene out here would be where it is if it weren't for him. You know, his his uh, company out here. He does low budget productions. That's where he was recording local bands and local acts around um with that and he was also organizing shows so chris has definitely with the music scene out here wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't for him so so yeah i definitely got to pay some homage for him to do that he's been doing it since we were in high school (laughs) so (laughs) when when we lost our local venue a long time ago we used to play this place called the vault and it was ran by a guy named ivan McLean, and he used to have uh, all of, like the old hardcore punk bands from the eighties come out and play. And at one point the addicts played there, he used to get, it was pretty much the stop off venue because of the placement of our city. So the freeway was passing through to get from LA to San Diego. And so we used to have a lot of the old hardcore California bands play. There it was awesome. And, uh, from that, when that venue died, Chris was organizing shows at a place, his bakery called my house in town. And he used to organize the shows there under low budget productions, and so he's been keeping that ever since. But yeah, I got like Dylan. Chris wears many hats, and so does Dylan. So you got to definitely pay respects to, you know, real verse and low budget for that. But yeah,
0: <laughs> fuck yeah,
4: yeah, it's a lot.
0: I mean, on that note, how is the scene out there in uh, uh, Marietta?
4: It's, it's slowly booming, man. Um, you know there. So the way it went was the, it was the vault when I was in high school back in 2011. And I graduated uh, the vault. I had got involved in the scene uh, in 2010. And so the vault was the place to go. And then there was another venue called um, Vic's warehouse. And it was only around for like, I think a few months. And then it got closed down because they didn't have a music permit, I think, or whatever permits needed to organize shows. And so there was another place called the dial that was around. And then, um, the, the vault basically was a venue that was a music shop. And unfortunately the owner decided to sell the property. So 2014, I believe it was 2014, 2015, it, it, uh, it closed down and the dial was around for a few years after that. Uh, and then they closed and basically we were without a venue in, in town for a long time. And so Hemet was the place where Psycho Madness is from. They had all the house shows and they also had a venue at 1.2 called the wheelhouse. That was like a skating rink. And they used to organize all the shows and then they had the wheelhouse bar. And so eventually that place had closed down and it was the only place with concerts going on because, you know, they weren't getting closed down by the police. So, um, you know, basically um, a lot of us are like remnants of that original scene (laughs) that have just been hanging around like hoping. And I was telling Chris, I'm like, man, I know there's going to be a place that's going to happen for another shows again. And uh, eventually Solaris uh, opened up about a year, year ago. And that place is, Uh, started having shows there they've been around for a few years but they decided to start hosting shows so um that was the go-to place but i think it's like in a cycle of restarting again because now a lot of the remnants of that original scene i and a lot of others are starting to go to the bigger shows because they're having like bigger acts like uh i think they just had they were supposed to have the chrome but they had uh tsol play there um about a week or two ago i think and uh, they're having bigger, bigger bands now. So it's basically like the new vault, I would say. And so I think it, the scene's in a, in a cycle of rebirth, and now it's starting to grow even more because the more younger kids that show up and watch the show, the more bands
0: come from that, you know? Yeah. Exactly. So uh,
4: it's def- definitely a good thing.
0: Yeah. That's kind of how it's, uh, it, that's kind of how I looked at it out here, especially uh, when the world decided to uh, stop being shut down and, uh, you know, being yeah. more. And People were coming back and live shows were happening again. I just saw a, just a tidal wave of like brand new faces. And I've I've been involved in the scene long enough to see like all the old heads leave and then the new faces come in and it's sort of gradual. But as soon as shows started happening again, I saw so many young people just come in. I'm like, I don't recognize all these, any of these people. (laughs) Okay, cool. Hopefully they stick around and... And yeah, a lot of them yeah. have. A lot of them started up their own bands and are uh, continuing with them. Uh, but others, they just kind of are like, yeah, we went in, we tried it out. We uh, don't feel like sticking around. Yeah, okay, whatever. Just either come in for two months or you come in for two years. or And as soon as you hit that five-year benchmark, then you're kind of in it for life, bud. Sorry. <laughs> that's
4: right. That's right. It's, I'd like to say I'm one of those two. So that's the cycle.
0: <laughs> yeah. It keeps going, though. Yeah. And the more that the
4: places are there, the more people keep showing up, you
0: know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's the, yeah. well, that's the goal, isn't it? <laughs> Just like to have. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And especially with the young, uh, the young crowd that comes in because having played shows, uh, post pandemic, I love playing to all ages shows because those kids go nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <And> even,
4: <laughs> yeah. They do.
0: And like one of the last shows that I played, I've, I saw we were playing outdoors. We were playing in like a parking lot, and uh, the crowd was pretty far back. At, you know, midway through the set, I'm like, "Hey kids, most of you here are half of our age, so no excuses for not moving around. Get up here and fucking move!" <laughs> but it's 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 fun just to fucking uh, fuck with the crowd like that because if you don't. If you don't bully them a little bit, they're not going to do anything. (laughs) Tell them the. Or sometimes just tell them the opposite of what you want. Just use reverse psychology. Hey, don't move around. You know, fuck you. Don't move. I, I, I fucking challenge you to stand still on this next one. If you move, I'm going to come out there and fucking beat your asses. Okay. I won't go that far, but you get what I mean.
4: <laughs> a little bit of hazing awakens the dragon, I think. So <laughs> I could totally agree with you on that. Yeah. We actually, um, we actually, we just played um, this place in San Diego, this, this uh, place called slow death productions. We got a shout out Elton, that dude, he's a solid ass guy. That dude it's a national city. So Christian and Joey are from San Diego. Uh, my parents are from L.A., so I would guess I would say L.A., but we all live out here in Riverside County. So Christian and Joey found out about this place called uh, Slow Death Productions in uh, National City. That's where they're from. So um, they ended up finding this place, and Elton hosts these shows, and all that. All the people that show up there are younger kids. And so it's like a lot more hard, like hardcore shows and all that, and they're actually having a band called Beowulf play there for, uh, mm. I think it's Toy Fest. They asked us to play, but we we're unfortunately playing a show out here already. We were committed to one. But uh, we just played Food Fest there about a week or two back. And uh, it was a really good turnout. A lot of the kids were younger. And so, obviously, it was dudes getting down in the pit, getting all crazy and stuff. And it, it, was, it was funny. And so, when you say about the younger kids getting down, it's exactly how I saw it. It's really funny. These dudes like 15, 14, going ham. But then I could think back. Like, I wasn't 14 or 15. I was like 16. But... You know, I, I had that energy for that too. Still do sometimes, you know. So,
0: <laughs> yeah. but yeah,
4: It's definitely like that. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, you sort of got to space out the stamina.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You got to make it. You got to make it count. Choose your songs. That's what I do when I go see bigger acts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: choose your songs.
1: Yeah.
4: It, it, Basically, man, you got to choose your favorite tracks, and you got to be like, okay,
0: which ones do I have energy for, and then go for it. You know, so <laughs> yeah, you sort of got a plan. It's mean, <laughs> like the last time I saw a comeback kid. I was like, I'm gonna move with, if they play talk is cheap, and sure enough, they play talk is cheap. And right after, keep talking, I just start throwing my fucking fists. I'm like, I don't care who I'm gonna fucking hit. I'm getting ignorant now, <laughs> and that was just. That's, that's- and that was, that was just a couple months ago. <laughs> I'm well past my fucking uh, i well past my fucking uh nose in the air, fucking Uh, fucking prideful hardcore kid face (laughs) just like (laughs) yep hardcore nothing i looked down on all the spiky jacket punk i used to listen to in high school that shit's fake thankfully that only lasted for about a year that (laughs) attitude then i realized you know what i shouldn't be (laughs) i shouldn't be so much of a dickhead the hardcore scene's full of them already (laughs)
3: <laughs> That's funny. Yeah.
4: yeah, I had a I had a moment of nostalgia myself uh, at the beginning of the year. I think it was first or second show. Yeah, because the first show I saw it this year was Candlemass in March, and the singer of ended up randomly meeting me and Christian there, and so we saw Candlemass at this place called Seventeen Twenty in uh Skid Row in LA and it's so funny. There's they got memes about this on Instagram. You can look it up. It's so funny. But it's like you gotta fight all of these homeless people just to go see a show. Like it's that crazy over there because it's like it looks like a Escape from New York. Have you seen that movie? Yeah. Something like that over there it's it's crazy. And so we drove up and like I remember like seeing these homeless people lighting trash on fire. I was like, oh damn, where's the venue at? We ended up like I, I got directions to what I thought was a parking garage and turned out there was no parking garage in the street and so <laughs> it was unharmed but um, yeah we ended up going in there and it was pretty cool but uh, definitely had to uh, space out the stamina for uh, masks because they had a really good set and so and then we went to another show. I think it was in March or May, and it was uh, NoFX's last show. And so in San Diego, it was like a, like a, it was a really good bill. The last three bands were the first was the Vandals, and then it was the Descendants, and then after that it was NoFX. And I never listened to NoFX; so it was new to me. And so I could tell they were really, really good, really popular. But we show up and we get to the show. and The Vandals are just getting on, and as we're getting to try to find a way into the crowd, they start playing Urban Struggle. And so I'm like, oh man, we're gonna have to start pitting right as soon as we get here. We got here at the right time. Like it was destined to be. And so we ended up going to the pit right when we got there for the vandals. And it was funny, it was full. Pit was full. It was in downtown San Diego on the uh the beach. It was not even on the beach, it was just basically uh it was like a few blocks away from it. And the they had to like close down a couple of uh one of those for nostalgia. So Hell
0: yeah, yeah definitely had a blast. Fuck yeah, I know I would have <laughs> that's such a yeah that's such a killer lineup no effects will be coming up here I think in I think in February something like that yeah sometime early uh, next year for their farewell show up in the uh, uh, up in the Rockies yeah I mean I've seen no effects three times now and, uh, and every time it's been fun and that's really why I go to see no effects. I mean, I love some of their music, but their live shows are pretty, into, they're pretty, they're funny. They're just funny to watch on stage. Yeah. They're funny to be, uh, and it's just fun to mosh around with all those, uh, dad punks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was like yeah. I was 16. When I first heard linoleum, I love that shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
4: Those guys, that's, that's funny, man. There's definitely a lot of those. It was, um, what was it? So our band split image, um, The name actually originates from uh, a release by a a really popular crossover band called uh, Excel, like Microsoft Excel. And so uh, their first album is called uh, Split Image, and that's where our name came from. And I've seen Excel about five times. They, They decided to come back after, I don't know, like 20 something years. And they've been playing shows, and every show is packed. The energy's on point, they sound great. I don't mind seeing them a sixth or seventh time. Like they're so that good. And so they don't have the the full original lineup, but it doesn't matter. It still sounds good anyway, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, and I've seen them five times and I'll be down to see them again, but their set list is always on point. And so, um, (laughs) yeah, there's definitely a lot of the bad punks there. It was actually funny because, um, what was it? I think it was the third time we saw him. I forgot the name of the venue that we saw him at. It wasn't the region? It was somewhere else. But Fred Durst was in the crowd, and he was incognito from Lip Biscuit. So funny. <laughs> he was what? He looked like a typical like dad thrasher dude, like a vest on and patches and a hat on and a beard. And so like he was there incognito, and this guy named I think his I think it was Henry from Witchaven or someone else ended up seeing and recognizing him and then got a picture with him at that show. And it was so funny. He was at an Excel show in LA somewhere. So it was like, oh shit, I could have got a picture with him. I was there too, damn it. <laughs> you know? But it was, it was so funny. That's but yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah it's like random. <laughs> I don't know how to be random. So I guess I was a punk rocker
0: back in the day. So
4: yeah, it's always one
0: or the other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess he was sorry to interrupt
1: here unfortunately we had a couple difficulties with the recording through this little period we, we talk about this uh after the interview is over but josh was fortunately great enough to record uh, a good portion of you know what we were talking about uh, the tracks that we're playing on this episode so we will include them here now
4: the first song is um called codename summer slam it was released on our split with a band called slingshot called invaders from uranus uh the message of that song is basically to stamp out division and those inciting division that being the media the biggest outlet in the world that i feel has the most control and influence over the masses and has been the biggest culprit from my point of view in um Creating and stirring division in this country, but then again anybody I guess you'd say um, and that is their business and it's got I guess you would say a rage against the machine type vibes to this and um, It was meant to be released in summer (laughs) And we did it at the tail end of summer and then the second song is called death awaits and that was our most recent release uh, the last single we released in early November uh, that one goes out for uh, the All Souls Day uh, celebration uh, For those who have passed on And it's basically like a homage to those who have lost any family members And anyone close to them, best friends, etc And that song is ba- basically about processing the grieving process Being okay with uh, death uh, Acknowledging it as a natural course And uh, yeah, basically coming to terms with it And that was our most recent release
1: Thank you again to Josh for re-recording that for us separately, so we can include it here. And now we will join for the last little bit of the interview.
4: I'm a movie buff, so like I kind of I'm pretty good with visual. Like I get good images and stuff. And I thought of that movie for sure. When we were thinking of that too.
0: Oh yeah, totally. So. Yeah, I'm more of the yeah. yeah, I'm more of the image seeker in uh my band. I mean, I designed our I designed our logo. I came up with like all the ideas for uh the the single covers and uh where I'm going to uh you know, the designs for shirts and everything like that. So Yeah. It's, yeah, the, I come up with the uh images. Some of them I even had to create on my own accord, but now I have an artist uh, friend who's uh, my roommate and she uh, she helps uh, bring things to life better than I could have. Oh yeah, yeah. It's
4: always good to get Freds in on it. It's always good to uh, get some help too, or even some more creative outlet too. Yeah, I definitely Seems. agree with that.
0: Oh, hell yeah, uh, yeah. These are all the. I think we hit all the talking points and and then some that I wanted to cover. Uh, is is there anything that uh, that we missed that we didn't bring up that you would uh, that you would like to plug or uh, uh, sort of. Uh, uh, I guess uh, give some more information on. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, um, we're playing. I think a few more shows this year, and then we're going to get back to the studio and start doing some recording again, and figure out uh, possible uh, plans for more touring. Maybe some more weekend warriors next year. Might come back to Salt Lake City again. Never know. We haven't planned too far ahead yet because we're taking a break right now until. It gets kind of just relaxing because of the amount of stuff we've been doing this year. But, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, check us out on uh, our, uh, social media, Instagram handles, uh, split image CA on Instagram, on Spotify as well. We have our newest releases on there and there are options for, uh, what is it? I think it's subscribing for the release before the pre-release before it comes out. Yeah. That's, I think a new option that just came out recently. And whenever we drop new songs, that's like the setup to get the information on it when it comes out the announcement. So, um, yeah, we plan to do that and come up with more merch. So we should have some more merch in the coming year as well. And, uh, yeah, we're all on social media. We, we also have a Facebook page and, uh, Twitter as well. Some of the stuff's a little inactive. Some, we don't really use too much, uh, some preferred is Instagram, but, uh, we have a band camp as well. And, uh, yeah, we're on all the streaming platforms on YouTube as well. Um, uh, I was definitely happy to be on here when you caught me in the, the beehive and I got to talk to you. It was funny. Cause I was talking to Ari and Ari's like, Hey, I knew that you guys would hit it off. Yeah, and I was like, Oh, that's funny. It's funny how you try to play matchmaker here. I'm definitely having a good time right now. <laughs> definitely having a good conversation with you right now. And I had a good conversation with him too, but, yeah. uh, you know i was like oh hell yeah i was sick and then when you told me you were like oh yeah we were supposed to play together i was like thank you for showing up man i appreciate that because i wanted to play and i'm happy that you came to watch us you know the support and a lot you know we're appreciative of all the fans and everybody that i get to talk to in person you know what i mean like definitely it was awesome talking to you meeting you there you know if we didn't have to leave we probably would have kept talking for a while longer <laughs> yeah, maybe we got probably. a drink or something <laughs> drink some more food or something but you know, definitely we welcome it. You know, we're happy to happy to be here and do what we're doing. I'd definitely like to come back here again and do this. This is fun.
0: Fuck yeah, we'd love to have you back. Uh, real quick, uh, uh, you want to plug those yeah. uh, shows that you have coming up?
4: Yeah, give me one second. Uh, I think the upcoming show, I believe it's, I think, the week after next week on the 7th. The 7th, I believe, is in Hemet, and we're playing with a band called VMFS, I forget the name of the venue, but I could send you the flyer or, or I, I could post the flyers or send them to you. But, um, and then the next one after that, I believe it's the 16th. I could be wrong there. We're going to be playing in Riverside. Um, never played in Riverside before, so it'll be pretty cool. Cause it's been a long time since, uh, we played anywhere else close to home other than Hemet, and Marietta. So we'll be playing, uh, I think it's like some sort of Christmas fest but uh, someplace called Orange Street. So we're definitely looking forward to playing there. But uh, those are the last two shows that we have uh, set. But in the coming year, we're going to have uh, a few more coming up and some out-of-town stuff. So definitely looking forward to that. But I will have to uh, send those to you. Yeah. Um, I guess.
0: I'm i seeing, seeing a few um, yeah. on your Instagram right now. It's that, uh, that Grave Fest, too. The uh, That's right. Yeah, that's the one on the – yeah, you said it was the 16th. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's 16. the lead. And then you got one uh, coming up in January with uh War as Hell out of Chaos and uh Ill Communication. Yeah, we're going to Bakersfield for that one. So, we were in Fresno in October, and
4: we'll be going to uh Bakersfield for the first time because somebody reached out. I was like, "Hey, I want you to come out." I was like, "All right." So, we uh we set that up and we're going to be going with Out of Chaos. They're from uh, I believe Hemet, uh around that area. So, one of the guys, I believe is, his name's James. And we go back a while. He used to be in a band a long time ago. And so he's known Christian for a long time. And uh, we're going to be playing with him out there in uh, Bakersfield. And then I believe in March, we're going to be going back up north again, and going to Sacramento to go play. We played with uh, this place in Stockton. It was a really cool place. And we we um, were Psycho Menace. And we're going to be playing up in Sacramento this time instead of Stockton. Because we haven't been to Sacramento since last year. And when we were there last year, we played um, The Colony. And sadly, The Colony went bye-bye. So we are uh, playing some, uh, I think it's like a second or third day fest or something. But um, yeah, we'll be playing up there in Sacramento next year too. So definitely be on the lookout for more shows. We get hit up for them. So (laughs) we try to to go where everybody wants it. It's a tiring
0: process. I know it. it. It's fun though.
4: It's definitely a blast. The traveling's fun too.
0: Yes, it is. As arduous as it can be, it's still, uh, I would say it's worth it. Right. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Absolutely. Josh, uh, once again, for uh, coming on to the show. We, we love talking with you. We love your band, love your music. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to see what you got in the future, bud.
4: Definitely. It was nice speaking to both of you. It was happy to be here. Uh, definitely like to come back again. And uh, definitely look forward to playing together. <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah.
0: We'll welcome that with open arms.
4: <laughs> Absolutely. To-
0: Fuck yeah. Thanks again, man. Here's some more uh image you. music. gets a little uh <laughs> dreary to say but it, but it's just like he said it's about a yeah it's kind of a personal song of uh him and his other uh mate who had lost people in their lives and just uh coming to just coming to grips with the fact that death is a cruel hard fact of life right yeah and it's uh yeah it's something that everyone's going to face some at some point yeah <laughs> Yeah, once you're in it, there's only one way out, bud. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was that was a great interview having with uh, having with Josh. He was a yeah great guy, full of uh, great intellect, and giving us a lot of uh, a pretty detailed summary on Split Image. Loved it, and yeah, can't wait to hear what uh, I, I can't wait to hear what they got in the uh, future, especially with that uh, concept album right. of the Seven Deadly Sins. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna be great. Uh, so yeah, we had our dumb technical difficulties on there. Had to re-record some bits, unfortunately. But at least uh, he was very understanding with that and just uh, quick to <laughs> come back and be like, "Okay, here's what I here's what I said about the songs. Do what you do what you will."
1: Awesome. Yes, <laughs> yeah. it was great of him to do. Uh, technical difficulties. sucks. It's my fault. I didn't want to stop because it was like right in a good flow between. Uh, Josh and Eric there, so uh, we lost a little bit, but we got a little bit back.
0: Yep. (laughs) It's okay. We were mostly going on a tangent on uh, our gripes with the media outlets and uh, how some people are just so quick to uh, grasp an opinion before they truly understand what they're uh, uh, fighting about or fighting against or shit like that. We we went on for about maybe uh, 10 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) So... So, yeah, it did eventually lead back around into uh, writing lyrics and shit like that. Right. <laughs> so, so yeah, maybe we got... Uh, so, yeah, we got something. We did.
1: It was a great got- interview. The whole beginning was fantastic. We got the first 30 minutes solid, and then, you know, we had about a 10, 15-minute window, which disappeared, but we got uh, back at least some of that, the important parts about talking about the tracks. So, again, mm-hmm. Josh, thank you for joining And as you heard at the end of the interview, we're hoping to get him and the rest of the band at some point, maybe in person next time they they come through here.
0: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We got the space to accommodate.
1: (laughs) We we do indeed. And now we're at that point of the show. We got to wrap up the show uh, as per usual with those interviews. It goes kind of long. So
0: we got to get wrapped up. Eric, what do you got to wrap up the show? Well, I got the newest track. If you remember at the top of this episode, I kind of spoiled it. Uh, it's not really much of a spoiler. There's no twist. There's no uh, answer or anything. If it's like, if you were listening to this episode, I hope that you'd be listening to the end. Well, now we're towards the end, and I'm going to talk about that song, that new song, Casket, by Enforced. Now, Enforced, I talked about, I talked about them a few times on this show. They were on episode uh, 213 when I plugged their song Curtain Fire from their album Kill Grid that came out that same year, and I plugged that LP as one of the best EPs, a uh, of was one of the best albums, I should say, that came out in the year of 2021. And yeah, that uh, year, yearly roundup uh, came uh, late into 2022, at mm-hmm. least later than I anticipated. It was April, but it happens. Uh, a lot of shit was going on at that time in my life. But then I talked about them again in 301, in episode 301, when they were releasing the single Ultraviolence for their new album that came out uh, just this year, War Remains. And if you don't remember, Enforced, they're kind of like a black and thrash metal outfit from Richmond, Virginia. They sound similar to bands like Wraith and Toxic Holocaust, and I love that style. So, yeah, I'm going to talk about them. Now, where is uh, Casket coming from? Casket came out in uh, one of the Decibel Magazine Flexi series. Like, if you buy the Decibel Magazine, uh, they'll give you a Flexi disc of uh, singles of new songs that came out. And Enforced... Uh, A new single happened to be one of them. So if you got one of those uh, flexies, great deal. You got a fucking collector's item. Right. Yeah. All others, we have to resort to streaming. But anyway, (laughs) how is the song Casket? It is 107 seconds of sinister thrash goodness that will appease the metalheads and hardcore kids with its speed and downstroking groove riffs in the last third with lyrics uh, depicting in grotesque detail of a rotting, undead corpse that serves as a metaphor for alcoholism. Okay. Yeah, like their their lyricist slash frontman, Knox Colby, uh, said in an interview with uh, Lamb Goat how alcohol bogs the mind and turns you basically into a zombie. You know, that a person's conscience and perception of reality is warped beyond comprehension, uh, right down to the relation between the words cask and casket, how the former holds alcohol and the latter holds bodies, <laughs> kind of like saying that you're uh, digging your own grave. Right. <laughs> so yeah, the correlation could not be uh, it could not be avoided, or it could have been avoided, but no, it was pretty. It's like yeah, I see, I see what you're doing there. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, casket. This is a short one. It's one of the shortest ones, if not the shortest in uh M4's current catalog, and. Yeah, let's get right to it. Let's have some fun with this dead body, sort of, uh, the body of an alcoholic. (laughs) beautiful so that's for all you guys uh you know having drinking problems out there that's what you're destined to become just you might as well be the undead right like I never thought that I would uh yeah the lyrics out here they were pretty opaque I was uh I was just trying to grasp the concept of all these lyrics I'm like is this uh you know you're getting tortured by a bunch of bodies are you in a casket you're are you buried alive, or are you a zombie? It wasn't until I found that interview that I was like, oh, okay, now it makes sense. I go back and listen. Okay, there's all the metaphors. Just uh, Okay, thank you for clarifying, Knox. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, Enforced, they've, uh, they've been kicking ass ever since they fucking came out, ever since. Uh, and yeah, they're, they're still doing it. Fresh off the heels of their new album, and they still have some more to say. Nice. <laughs> fucking love that. So, so yeah, that about does it for Enforced for now.
1: <laughs> All right. I've got Lynch Mob. They were shared with us through Curtain Call Promotions, and uh, it is that Lynch Mob, yes, the one that formed in 89 when the – not front man because he plays guitar, he doesn't sing in the band, but George Lynch, that's who the band's named after, Lynch Mob. When he left Dawkin in 1989, that's when this band formed – I would say from back in the late 80s, obviously, and then early 90s. Their most infamous track would probably be that Wicked Sensation track. Uh, So maybe you've heard of that if you're into hair metal, glam rock, or whatever. I mean, these guys were kind of the guys that maybe were at the tail end, so less of the makeup and the teased hair, but still probably long hair and stuff, but kind of fits in that vein of music. They released their eighth studio album on October 20th of this year, and again shared through curtain call promotions to us. Off of that release, Babylon is the track Time After Time. We're going to listen to that now. Here goes. There you go. That's the new lynch mob.
0: Yep, lynch mob. Definitely a far cry away from uh, the lynch mob. Right. It wasn't wasn't exactly expecting some gangster rap fucking crows from (laughs) the (laughs) former guitarist of Dawkins. Right. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I guess it makes sense. I mean, the guys. Last name is Lynch and shit. Right. I never listened to much docking myself, but I mean, this was a fun track, at least coming from uh, Lynch Mob. It was fun.
1: Right. It's good stuff. If you like that uh, classic glam hair metal, whatever you want to call it, uh, yeah. from that 80s, early 90s era, there you go, before grunge killed it all off, right? And thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so some are still out there doing it. It's good stuff there from Lynch Mob. Thank you. Curtain call promotions. Uh, we got to wrap up the show as per usual with those interviews. Gets us right up to the end. So uh, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Player FM, Podvine, PodChaser, Verbal, and SLCPunkcast.com. You can find all the bands on Instagram at Rank and Vile Grind, at Creeping Tide, at Amusement PDX at Christ underscore official, at Sidewalk Celebrity KC, at Gold Blade Band, at Bouncing Souls NJ, at Split Image CA, at Enforcer, sorry, at Enforced RVA, and the shows at SLC Punkcast. Eric,
0: where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at scaryuncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. You can find my bands Anonymous and Apathetics on Instagram, respectively at Anonymous underscore band official and at The Apathetics SLC. And you can find us on Facebook at Anonymous SLC and at The Apathetics. And you listen to our music on Bandcamp at anonymous and at The also, if you follow us on our social medias, Apathetic's first interview just went live th- uh, via the Slug Soundwaves podcast. There will be a link to that in the bio also in my bio as well, so you can check that out. Uh, yeah, if you, go to look f- if you go to look for the podcast episodes in my bio, it's in my link tree. That's where the episode, uh, that's where our interview is, so check it out. It's, it's very short. It's only uh, just under 10, 20 minutes. So we'll be fine. Cool. You'll be fine. Won't take up too much time. <laughs> uh, you can find my other, uh, my lead melodies podcast on Instagram at lead uh, melodies. Uh, fuck. I don't have the name in front of me. <laughs> okay. At lead melodies underscore podcast. And on Facebook at SLC, And be able to stream all the episodes on anchor.fm. And, and yeah, keep in touch with uh, all the hardcore shows, punk rock shows happening in Salt Lake. I'll be posting uh, flyers of them on the SLC Hardcore page on Facebook at SLC Hardcore.
1: Awesome. The bands found on Facebook at Rink and Vile at Creeping Tide, The Church of Cancer Christ, at Sidewalk Celebrity KC, at Goldblade Band, at Bouncing Souls, at Split Image CA, at Enforced RVA at Lynch Mob, shows at SLC Punkcast. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you for listening all the way up to this point. Thank you to Josh from Split Image. The interview was great. Eric, any uh, quick final thoughts to wrap up the show? Uh,
0: Quick final thoughts. Yeah, once again, thank you, Josh. It was great having you on, and thank you for your uh, extra help (laughs) (laughs) uh, due to the technological uh, fuck-ups. Yeah, and just going back to that song, Gone by Bouncing Souls, once again, happy birthday, Destiny. I fucking love you. That was your uh, this is your birthday card pretty <laughs> much I'll give you your birthday present later I love you play the fucking outro. <laughs>